Greetings, one and all. It's your girl, Uni from ApolloWordStory.com. Thank you for tuning into our Anchor podcast channel once more. I hope you are having a wonderful day today. Here in Belgium, the sun shines. It's 25 degrees. I don't know what that means in Fahrenheit, but it means it's hella hot. Um... I'm super happy to share a new Apollo Art Story local interview feature with none other than the color gray. I met up with the Antwerp native with Congolese roots at Nice Recording Studio in Antwerp, where we discussed the color gray, his humble beginnings in music, his take on songwriting and his development as a live performer. We go for a solid run-through of his extensive musical catalog so far. We discuss challenges for Belgian artists who find themselves in the urban realm. Not easy. And I asked him about Belgian artists that inspire him. So let's get right to it. I hope you enjoy this one. Let's go. Hi, Will. Hello. Um, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Um, we're here in uh, Antwerp, in your hometown. Mm-hmm. Yes, right? You're, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, uh, this is like my first uh, Apollo Red Story local series that I'm shooting at Nice Recording Studio. It's a really cozy studio. So I'm really happy that you are the first one. So um, let's get right into it. Mm-hmm. Um, for my audience who is not familiar with you, who are you and what do you do? Um, I go by the name of The Color Grey. People call me Grey. Um, I'm an MC, producer, singer from Antwerp City. Um, I started making music, I think um, I was like nine. Okay. At the age of nine. That's when my um, my older brother left the house. Okay. And, um, he kind of left me like his keyboard okay. um, to make beats with. And my father had an old computer of his... Um, that had this software where you could produce on. Mm-hmm. And um, that's kind of like how I started making music. And then a couple of years later, uh, after listening to uh, the Marshall Mathers LP from Eminem, that's when I started writing. Okay. Um, so you immediately like uh, answered like a couple of questions, but let's let's go back to uh, your, your uh, artist name, because mm-hmm. your real name is Will. Yes. And... Uh, the color gray. What made you choose that name? It's a cla- it's a uh, cliche. It's a cliche. Yeah, everybody, everybody, ask everybody's it. asking me that yeah. question. Um, well, at first it was just gray, but it's hard to find somebody named Gray on the internet. If you type in Gray on Google, yeah, you will never find me. Plenty of gray. So, exactly, Fifty Shades of Gray. Everything. Exactly. So, um, so I went with with the color gray, and basically, um, how I came up with the name is. Um, my grandfather gave me this book when I was, I think I was 16 years old. Mm-hmm. And um, before that, I never really thought about life. Um, I was I was really ignorant at the yeah. time. And, uh, but there was but this yeah, one... How old are you now? I'm 23. Yes. But of course. You I should was only, be ignorant yeah, at I was, that age. I was 16, but like yeah. this one um, uh, character in the book um, said something. I think it was, um, people are not black or white, they're gray. Yeah. And um, I started thinking about that, and I gave it my, my own meaning, actually. Okay. And um, I feel like nobody's perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of like the yin and yang thing. You yeah. know, there's always, like, a certain balance. Um, and another reason for the name is I don't want to be labeled as an artist. I feel like I've done, um, until now, 
I've done like multiple um, things in my music. I think there's a um, how do I say this? That I, I want to be very versatile. And, okay. And 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 if you listen to my to my very first EP that I put out, and then my debut album Revelation, and then the little EP that I put out um, last year in November, you will you will always hear a different sound. Mm -hmm. And um, I kind of want to stay in this in this gray area when it comes to what is this guy doing. Okay. Um. So basically, that's it. Okay. You were born in Antwerp. Mm -hmm. uh, let's talk about your heritage and your musical upbringing. Like, how did you grow up? Because from what I research, you, you come from a musical family. Yeah, true. So, and you are. What? Where's your? Where is your heritage based? You're from. Your uh, mother is from Congo. Yeah, my mother. My mother is Congolese. Yes. Yeah. And my father is uh, is Belgian. Belgian. Um, and yeah, like like you said, I come from a very musical family. Um, my grandmother, she plays Beethoven, Bach, and, and okay. Mozart and everything. And then, um, like I said, my brother makes music, my father plays guitar, and my mother listens to African music. So ever since I was a kid, I, you know, music was, was always there. You. Yeah, it was always there. Okay, and um, what did you listen to growing up as a kid? Well, um, I think... What was like the first thing yeah, you remember? Like for the me, the first thing I remember is is probably um, me and my father uh, driving around in the car listening to Bob Marley. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because you, as a child, you always have that one moment. Yeah, I can for me, really it's like smooth criminal. Remember it so vividly. We were listening to Bob Marley in the car, and and it was it was always Bob Marley, and I, I'm such a Bob Marley know, fan. Yeah, such a huge Bob Marley fan, and um. And after that, I started, you know, um, listening to, to, to the rappers on TV and, and it, it was Eminem, it was Nelly, it was 50 Cent and, and all those guys. And then my father used to buy their albums and I used to play them in my room. And, and, and then when I got, I think I was like the age of 16, yeah, mm -hmm. um, I started doing my own research. What, what do I like, you know, mm -hmm. not, not was being, you know, thrown at yeah. me, but what do I like for yeah. myself? And you know those are artists like common the roots and okay. you know jay dilla these guys yeah because you don't hear them on the radio here in belgium no uh no they're uh no you'll yeah. you'll probably only hear them on sunday night when <laughs> leftover was playing yeah, it probably. at studio brussels yeah. if you're lucky but other than that yeah never okay probably never so and do you remember like that defining moment as a kid where you realized Oh shit! I'm gonna do music. Was there like a point where you said like, "Oh, but maybe I could do this, or maybe I should do this"? Was it like somebody who said it to you, or was it like you who said who watched Eminem and was like, "I want to do this"? Yeah, it was more more like that. Um, it's also because of my parents and 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 my dad who you know. They have always been so supportive. That's nice. Um, they were never like, you should stop um, doing music, uh, focus on school. They always told me to focus on school as well, but they never told me to, to neglect the music or whatever. And so um, at a very young age, I knew I was either um, going to make a living off of music or I was going to become a football player. Well, that didn't turn out uh, really well. but Okay, but I'm, you you also played football. Yeah, I played okay. football. Um, and so yeah, and then I went. I went to college. Um, I was eight, eighteen, 
and um, I studied journalism. And after one year, I was like, "What am I? Mm -hmm. What am I doing here?" And um, basically, after one year, I said, "F this! I'm just gonna mm -hmm. focus on on this music thing. Um, I'm gonna make an EP, and after that, we'll see." Yeah. And so I focused on the EP. Uh, I released it, uh, shot a video for it, um, for one of the songs called Since. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, labels started showing interest in... And that's how everything yeah. went rolling. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, uh, Do The Right Thing is your EP from 2016 16, yes. already. That's and the EP that I, uh, it was like your first body of work, right? That you like true. actually released, put yeah. out in the world. But t do tell me about uh, about DP. do the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like I said, I was I was in school, um, and and um, I was I was really you know talking to myself and saying, what is the right thing to do mm -hmm. for me right now? Mm -hmm. Because if I'm really really gonna focus on school, I will probably not be able. I'm not a person. I cannot um, give my all um, to school and at the same time um, make music. Um, it's, it's either one thing yeah, or the other. Or the other, and so um, yeah, I chose I chose to make the, the the EP, and it turned out to to be the right thing to do. So. Okay, um, and now let's go straight to Revelation. It's your debut. Mm -hmm. uh, was released last year, right? Last year. Yeah. Um, my personal favorites are Need to Know, Clear Blue Skies, mm -hmm. Wide Awake, and 2K. Is yeah. that how? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You never know it. Say it wrong. Uh, someday and Silent Speaks. Yes. Looking back, what was the process for you to make that out? Um, it Without was, uh, like a whole, like, not that you have to like do it in a nutshell, but like if you look back, what what are the thoughts that come up in your head? When I making, think about... Yeah, making that album from the whole process. Well, you need to know uh, first that... Um, I signed a deal with with Warner Music in yeah. um, 2016 in I don't know I think it was June I think okay I'm not sure I think it was June and so um, from then on from then on it was it was you know it was serious mm -hmm. I gotta make I gotta work on a project I gotta start start working on a project and um, so you felt a little bit of pressure not necessarily pressure but I was like okay now I gotta prove myself yeah. now I gotta you know bring out the big guns or whatever. Yeah. And um, um, I started making beats like crazy. I had tons of beats. Because you do produce a lot yourself. I produce yourself. everything myself, yeah. yeah. Except for one song on my debut album, um, Rounds. It's a song that was produced by my guitar player, okay. uh, Neil. Yeah. Um, but I produce everything myself, yes. Um, and then... And did you, did you go to musical school or was no, it all self-taught? No, yeah, all self-taught. Okay. Yeah, started at Good the for age you, man. Age. Thank you. Um, and so, like I said, I, I was just writing, 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 producing, producing, producing. And then um, it was kind of stressing because, um, you know, there's a label waiting for you to, to come up with a single and they want to they wanna, um, promote that single and it has to be the right one and whatnot. And so... Then I made this song called Silent Speaks, mm -hmm. um, which, you know, looking looking back on it now, was probably not the right single. But for me, it was like, okay, I'm gonna keep it real, and I'm a, I'm a. I thought that was a good single. 
personally. Yeah, well, well, the label didn't think it was it was the right single because um, it wasn't popular enough or yeah, too. Yeah, exactly. Because it was a, it's an intimate song. Yeah. Mm. Um, but I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna okay. do this. So you, you do have a relationship uh, with the label where you can negotiate certain things, certain artistic freedoms and choices? Oh, I, I choose everything. Okay, myself. yeah. Like, I'm not going to let them tell me. What to yeah. Do, no. um, but I do listen to, to, to everybody's opinion. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's me who's going to make the make decision. Make the decision, yeah. yeah. Um, and so, yeah, Silent Speaks was the first single. And I noticed that people were feeling it. Mm -hmm. Um but I think when I made Silent Speaks, I only had like um, two or three songs for the album. Mm -hmm. um, and then, yeah, when I, when I think back on Revelation, it's just a lot of sleepless nights working on it, working on it, working on it. A little um, bit of stress? Yeah, when the, when I think um, it was somewhere in March that we decided, okay, we're going to release the album in May. Mm -hmm. And I still had a lot of work to do. Yeah. Um, and that's when I also made the song called Wide Awaken 2K. Okay. Because 2K stands for Antwerp. Okay. Um, and that's a song dedicated to all the sleepless nights that I had making the album. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, Revelation is, is, was, a, was a long process. But I'm I'm very proud of it mm -hmm. still. So um, I went to your songs and there is plenty of depth and storytelling factor in there. Mm -hmm. You do get a glimpse of what is in your head and how you think and what you go through in life, whether it's with girls or family or mind fogs that you're going through. Mm -hmm. Can you elaborate about your writing process a bit? Well... Most is that something that comes easily to you or is yeah. that something that you really have to sit down and write it out? No, I mostly I mostly have the ideas in my head already. Okay. Like I said, I got a phone full, full. of ideas and mm -hmm. um, I might just be walking down the street. Oh, I got an idea. Record it real quick. Go back home and then I start working on it. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's I, I, I never really have difficulties writing lyrics. Um, because most of my songs are uh, based on real life experiences, mm -hmm. and and sometimes I might add you know some fantasy to mm -hmm. it, but um, basically that's always how it. Uh, mm -hmm. Do you think uh, that is uh, still important in music today? Because we do live in an era where I mean you can get a hit song. You know, like mm -hmm. lyricism is not that important anymore no, hip-hop is changing what what is your take on 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 that could you make uh let's a call Gucci it gang song yeah no i could never do mm -hmm. that i could never ever do that mm -hmm. but i respect it mm -hmm. i really do and it's mm -hmm. fun you know if it comes on in the club i'll probably you know bounce to it yes yeah, it's fun but that's not what i want to do mm -hmm. um there will always be some type of storytelling message yeah yeah, definitely. I I don't consider myself like a great lyricist or whatever, but I do want to give a meaning to my mm -hmm. lyrics. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There are three features on your debut album. Mm -hmm. There's, I hope I pronounce it right, Wai 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 Daryl Cole yes. and Odyssey. So let's talk about the features and how did they end up on your album? Oh, shit. Um, 
Well, at first, uh, I remember um, I didn't have any features. No, I had Daryl Cole. Daryl Cole was the first feature. Well, you don't bad. need features. Look at J. Cole. No, of course, fine. you don't need them, but I, I wanted yeah. features. I was like, okay, you know, I'm going to put somebody on there. Mm -hmm. um, and Daryl Cole, I think Fixed, we made we made Fixed um, in 2016 already, I think in April or something. Okay. Um, but that was the only one until, I don't know, um, March 2017. And uh, I remember, um, see, I at the time I was living with um, with my guitarist, Neil. Okay. And um, I used to be a delivery delivery boy. Okay. And I was working. Um, of pizza or whatever. Well, delivery or yeah, delivery something like delivery. Okay. It, it was a company named uh, Royal Delivery. Okay. And um. Well, that's a nice appearance at your door. <laughs> well, and and so um, Ye was was uh, over at the crib with Neil. They were making music, and um, and he was telling me, "Yo, I'm here with Ye, blah, blah blah," and I was uh, delivering pizzas or whatever, and I was like, "Oh shit, she's at the crib, right?" Well, I got this idea for Clear Blue Skies um, that I want you to record mm -hmm. with her. And so I recorded it with a voice note and I sent it over. Oh, nice. Yeah, and uh, I wasn't there while they recorded it. I came back home. Um, uh, I told her what to sing. I came back home and they, they killed it. And I was like, man, this is dope. I'm up with this on the album. Yeah, it's a nice blend, yeah. personally. I really liked I really her liked, addition. Yeah. And it's also it's always fun when you see that an artist can easily blend also with a female voice. True. And, and you, you like, there's room for you and there's room for her. And then you mm -hmm. blend together. And I thought it was really nicely yeah. done. So I came home and I was like, oh, shit. Mm -hmm. Nice. Mm -hmm. I like what you did there. And then there's Odyssey. Then there's Odyssey, yeah. Odyssey is that's crazy. Um, the story of Odyssey. I've been an Odyssey fan since 2012. Mm -hmm. um, I've seen him perform in 2013 in Tricks, um, and I've been a huge fan ever since. Mm -hmm. And I was I started following him on Instagram, and I was always the guy commenting on his videos, mm -hmm. on his on his posts. And then um, out of nowhere, I got the opportunity to do his um, support yeah. at the VK in mm -hmm. Brussels. Mm -hmm. And that's a while back, right? Yeah, that's 2015. Yeah, September. I missed that one. And, and apparently, that was a really good that was Odyssey a, show. A great show. Sold out. Yeah. Really great response. And I missed that one. It was a great show. Mm -hmm. And, um, well, I was I was walking I don't know somewhere at VK mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden bam Odyssey standing right next to me that's really how it went I was I, I think I was coming down the stairs and bam he was there and I was like yo bro I'm such a huge fan and he's like oh man I know who you are yeah you that guy from Instagram hey and he's so humble and then um he's a really chill dude he's right he's so humble so down to earth it's it's crazy mm -hmm. and um then after the show, um, we had a conversation and, and he told me straight up like, yo, if you ever need anything, a verse, um, just let me know. And honestly, I thought that he was just bullshitting, mm -hmm. that he was just, you know, being friendly, to mm -hmm. be friendly. Um, and then I, I never sent him anything, actually. I, I didn't have the balls straight mm -hmm. up. Um, but then after the show, he started following me on Instagram and... Months later, I, I released a song on, on SoundCloud. It's a song called Gates and Bridges. Okay. And um, he commented on Instagram, yo, this new tune is fire, man. Keep it oh, up. Oh, nice. He reached out. Yeah, he reached out. and, and That's uh, a nice organic yeah, attention. Yeah, and so when he did that, that's when I knew, okay, I'm, yeah, I, I can, can really I can yeah. really send him something. 
And so I'm, I made this song called Dem uh, Someday, the demo of Someday. I sent it to him and I'm like, yo, if you want to write a, a verse to this one, yeah. I would truly appreciate it. And um, weeks later, he... You know, he did he, he, yeah, he kept yeah. his word, and I yeah. was so happy. It was unbelievable. Yeah, I saw you mentioning in another interview uh, with so much happiness, like, yo, I really dig this one, and I have him on my album. Yeah, it's crazy, because what you need to know is um, that it's no lie, Odyssey is my favorite rapper. Mm -hmm. So who can say here in Belgium mm -hmm. that they got their favorite rapper mm -hmm. on their debut album? Well, you. So... You see, so Check. it's it's that's that's just amazing. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, I'm happy for you. Thank you. Um, so talked about that already, but you do a lot yourself. You produce your own music. Yeah. So what sound did you strive for on Revelation? Like how um, how how do you construct your sound? I don't really think about a sound. Is Before. it just like you're jamming? It's organically yeah. that it comes. Um, Maybe an organic thing that comes together with Neil or yeah, mostly. Well, mostly it's it's me. I start working on something, and then when I got like a good foundation, that's when I send him um, the demo. Um, and do you play any instruments? Then? I don't play any instruments, but I can. Because uh, I saw you on Instagram on a piano. Yeah, well, I, did I, I, I do. No, that's true. But I, I, I can't find my chords. Yeah. After hours of searching, okay, then okay. I will come up with the right chords. But then the next day, I already forgot what I played. Okay. That's okay. basically how it is. Um, but I don't really be thinking like, um, okay, I, I want to have this sound for this album or that sound for that album. Um, it, I just have a bunch of tracks and the ones that fit yeah okay although that's not true because i already know what i want to do for my next album but that's kind of like the first time that i oh, know okay. that i really know okay that's gonna be the sound and what's the sound gonna be it's gonna be like a crazy soul hip-hop album yeah it's really gonna be like back to the roots really okay yeah we are now in nice recording studio in antwerp mm -hmm. beautiful studio um let's play genie in a bottle if you could wish for one producer to work with right now, this moment, and I do this, who could stand here? Ugh. And there's one pick. There's one pick. And you have, you're here, and you say, Uni, can you call? Oh. That's a good question, right? That's a great question, because... Only one pick. Only one. Only one pick. Shit. Okay, let's maybe do three because it's like asking maybe your favorite rapper. So let's do three. That, Pharrell that's Williams. Like, okay. Well, one is dead, but Prince. Okay. Yeah, Prince for sure. That's, that's Pharrell, that's Prince, and then who else? Shit. So many. Um, so you have the new school, like the new wave with Pharrell. Then you have yeah. the funk. And yeah, let, let's call it the funk with Prince, and then. Then let's keep it real, real hip hop, Jay Dilla. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I figured you. I was <laughs> like, he's gonna say DJ Premier, maybe. Jay Dilla. Um, okay, cool. Um, so you toured extensively this past year to promote your debut. I want to congratulate you with that because, for me, that defines an artist. Like mm -hmm. you have an album. Or not necessarily an album, because I don't want to put pressure on people who don't have an album. Because mm -hmm. who am I? Mm -hmm. But 
you release a body of work, let's call it like that, and then it's, I think it's important as an artist to tour because stage presence is a yeah. it's a skill set, it's a process, it's a journey. Connecting with your fans True. is also important as an artist. Um, you did like a whopping 30 bookings, which is a lot for Belgium. It's okay. I still want to do more, but it's okay. Yes, but like for Belgium and the Surat, Belgium is a small country. It's too small. Yeah. It's too small. Y you easily get like check all the venues mm -hmm. and, and stuff. Um, what festival was most special for you? Um, and what did you learn from all that live performing? Um, well, the craziest was Pickle Pop because I think it was like 3,000 people. Okay. Or 4,000 maybe. Yeah. Um, and that I had never seen anything like that in my life mm -hmm. um, because I never went to festivals as a as a kid because I always told myself the day I go to a festival I will be performing. Okay. Um, check. Yeah, check. Um, but that was that was crazy. I opened uh, Pickle Pop, and to be honest, I don't really think that my performance was that good but mm -hmm. just the vibe mm -hmm. was amazing because everybody you know um just got there i'm the first act everybody's hyped so it was it was a crazy experience um and then yeah like you said i've i've done some shows and i think that i'm a way better performer than i was last year that's sometimes um, why i wait uh, watching certain, uh, yeah. well, uh, certain artists perform because if you if you're in the genre that I move myself in, you you have your examples are very high. Like my examples were I've seen D'Angelo multiple times. Yeah. Not that I want to compare Belgian artists in the genre to to <laughs> those that's, people that's like even, at all. That's not even fair. If you exactly, yeah. that's not fair yeah. at all. But like I I love when a performer uh, has a lot of. Uh, focus for the live performance. Yeah, so when I true. saw you perform finally in uh, Liège, and I was really, really, really impressed because, oh, to be honest, I didn't think it would would have been that good. So I don't know why. You, that's how you think about Belgian artists. No, and not necessarily about Belgian artists, but I do think that, and I I think you might agree with me that uh, the Belgian mainstream media is quickly. Uh, with super oh, superlatives, dude, I don't, don't know if that yeah. e that's not even a word. I think, but with like exaggerating the level, true. Where it pisses me off at times. Yeah, it and really for me, that makes me like not take people serious, serious yeah. because comparing people to the greatest, because that's what Belgian press does sometimes. <sighs> It's it's a it's it's frustrating in a way because you feel that mainstream the mainstream Belgian audience is not mm -hmm. familiar enough with the real knowledge of the genre, so I was like I'm always skeptical for some reason and then no but now that you said this I, I understand where you come from that's why yeah, okay. yeah. so I, I I try to like I try to not let hype uh, mm -hmm. like uh, form my opinion and then I watched your show. And I was really, your vocals are really crisp. Thank you. Like really crisp. You move around very 
uh, organically in mm -hmm. like on stage uh, you have a nice stage presence you talk to your fans not many like, I know mm -hmm. it seems weird but so many artists don't like just do their thing and have this whole act but don't really engage with your fans you are in Liège which is a yeah, French speaking true. town you said hey I normally do it in English uh, because I, I speak in English and I sing in English but you dropped a little bit of French words and mm -hmm. there's all little things that make me really appreciate artists and that's that's how I become a fan and I definitely became a little bit of a fan of you when you did your performance in Liège it was like ah oh, yes I, I love it when an artist can like flip me in a way looking back from all the live performances like what 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 type of lesson did you learn there I don't really think there's one lesson. I think it's um, just becoming more experienced. Yeah. Really, that's really what it is. Um, um, becoming more confident also in a way. Um, Do you watch examples from, of other artists, of live performances? So I'm, I'm starting to do that now more because um, I'm starting out with a live band actually. Um, yeah, I've I seen it. I did my first tryout yesterday. Yeah. Um, and how was it? It was amazing. Yeah, I saw your post on Instagram. You're clearly happy. Yeah, it was. It was. It was great. Um, still a lot of work to do, but we gonna get there. Also, what makes you more confident um, is in the beginning, you're not really performing in f you know for your fans. Mm -hmm. They just put you somewhere and you gotta perform and you gotta make sure that you win the people for you. But then once you get you know a little more known. You can you can do a couple of shows you know for for your people, mm -hmm. and and that's also how you how you become a better performer. Mm -hmm. I think. You are heading for your very first headlining show in Holland. Yeah. Am I correct? Yeah. Yeah. True. So it's in April. You're doing your first solo show in Paradiso, Amsterdam. Yeah. If there are any messages to your fans in Holland, I suggest you drop them here. If you want to see a crazy crazy hip-hop soul funk sometimes even 80s pop show you better come through because me and the band are working very hard to do something that never has been done okay. here in belgium and maybe even in europe so mm -hmm. okay when it comes to you know the genre of hip -hop. Mm -hmm. ambitious so, yeah like truly like mm -hmm. i really take my my craft very seriously mm -hmm. um and so i really as you should yeah I, i'm should. i'm i'm really all about perfecting the craft so, mm -hmm. yeah okay um so i wish you plenty of good luck for uh, with the um so i wish you plenty of good luck for uh, you. with the duchies you also opened for Goldlink. yeah yasin bay and uh, odyssey mm -hmm. you're not like uh, standing still you recently Let's November two thousand seventeen released an EP with five tracks. Yeah. Um, personal favorites for me are options. Yeah. And vibes. I always share with the artists what I really yeah. like. Yeah. Uh, sure. I think vibes even could be like could could like have a nice remix. <laughs> <laughs> Sure. It can sure. be like I think vibes can even more. It can be more yeah. vibes. I don't know why, but it's like it, it it could like it's a song that could be like remixed by dozens. Yeah. And sure. like I don't know. I don't know. But I really I really like it's like something mantra ish that okay. that, that I really like about it. Thank you. Um, 
But those are my favorites. Mm -hmm. uh, what song on your latest EP is the closest to you? And what was the idea behind the EP? Was it just like, guys, this is what I have laying around. Uh, I want to put it out there. Yeah, it um, was like, you know, um, I'm going to just throw it out there for the okay. fans, you know. Yeah. Eat that shit up real quick. Yeah. And I'm working on some new shit in yeah. the meantime. Yeah, that's what, yeah, that's what I understood. And what song do you like the most? On there? Uh, from In Between Phases? Um, honestly, I like them all. If you have to pick, if I'd say, okay, well, you have to perform one right now, which one would you pick? Um, right now. Okay. <laughs> a song called, the song called Right Now is the last song on Okay. <laughs> Almost there. All right. You see, I do my job. I take my job yeah, really, really serious. I really do, and I truly appreciate that. Yeah. Not it's a lot of people, you know, do this type of research so yeah the, I actually really really love music yeah. and so that's I try to with my any mini team but mm -hmm. we do uh, but I can also tell from all the you know uh, Polaroid stories that, yeah. you, that you did and I also gave you props for that that's right. right you told so, me yeah. exactly uh, but sometimes I don't know if, if it's you who's managing your oh, account yeah. or it's your manager <laughs> I, I, no. no that was me that was me <laughs> I was like this is Willem <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that was me. That was me. Uh, so uh, you very recently dropped a track titled "You Got to Show Me." Yeah. Slightly different production than normally. That's what I'm saying. I don't want to be labeled. Yeah. I want to do different things yeah. throughout my whole career, mm -hmm. and that right there is a different thing that I wanted to do, and so yeah. I did it. Yeah, for me, it's like Daft Punk meets Justin Timberlake during his Future Sex Love Sounds. <laughs> okay. Not now, don't worry, don't okay. worry, because people. <laughs> Seem to hate Justin Timberlake uh, no, I now. Don't know. Yeah, I don't know what happened. I, I still think he's amazing. He's a I still think he's amazing, but maybe maybe he's just like in some sort of midlife crisis that he needs to get over it. I don't, hmm. I don't, I don't know, but um, I mean, um, can you tell me something about that track? Um, that song I remember coming home um, last year in the summer. And I really walked into my home studio and I was like, okay, right now I'm making sort of like an 80s pop song. Exactly. It feels yeah. indeed very 80s. Yeah. Um, that's really how it went down. I said, I set myself down and told myself, okay, 80s pop right now. Um, and then I, I had the hook uh, right away and the verses I wrote them months later. Mm -hmm. um, and it's um, loosely based on real life experiences, but... Um, it's also my fantasy I was working okay. while writing. So. Perfect. I think that's interesting for mm -hmm. a few of your fans. Many young people want to become an artist. Mm -hmm. uh, not many know about the struggles that come with that. Mm -hmm. There are struggles behind the scenes, nor do young people know how to move in a very complicated and challenging music industry. Even if it's in Belgium, it's, it's also complicated in a way. It's very complicated. And I think from what I know is that you already overcame a little hurdle, which was a management switch. Yeah. Right? So um, for me, that is interesting uh, because not many young people know that with an artistic journey, many things happen. What did you, what did you take from that experience being your manager was your father and something needed to change for presumably mm -hmm. because i don't know the situation at all uh for the better 
And then I, I immediately think of Beyonce and a dozen of other artists. Yeah. Well, um, the way it is, or the way it was, um, my father indeed was my manager um, at the time. But my father only became my manager um, when all of a sudden labels started showing interest. Out of necessity. Yeah, and so there was nobody. I was I was a very, very small artist, so mm -hmm. I didn't have a manager. And um, labels labels are showing interest in who's going to, who's going to, you know, have those conversations. Mm -hmm. uh, not me. Yeah. Um, so then there was my father. Um, and then they, you know, he sealed the deal. Mm-hmm. And but after that, um, very quick, um, um, we noticed that without any connections in the music business, it's gonna be very hard to get somewhere. Um, that's so, honest. I think it's yeah. important that people, young people, know that because I get mm -hmm. a lot of questions from young artists asking me for help like how should I do this how I should do that and I was like you know what I'm gonna ask it to the Belgian local artists mm -hmm. that I interview yeah you need to know people always mm -hmm. but I think that's in 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 every segment of life or whatever you need to know somebody um, and my father didn't know anybody because he was never in the music business before mm -hmm. he started uh, managing me um, but I'm still proud of what he did though because mm -hmm. he did sell the deal um, with Warner Music mm -hmm. um, but after that, to make, you know, the next move, to make, the moves. Ne you know, to make the next move, um, yeah, we noticed we, we got to know more people. We need to, we need to know people. And, and how did you find, really... because that's also, I think, interesting for a young artist that doesn't know to, where to find his way. Like, how did you find your new manager? What, well, what, the, like... the, 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 my, my new manager um, was my booking agent. Um, at that time he okay. was only my booking agent yeah. at the time um but he was also a good friend actually mm -hmm. and so um we asked him yo are you up for this mm -hmm. would you would you want to do it um and he thought about it for a while no um but then a few weeks later he gave us a call like okay i want to try this let's go for it yeah let's go for it okay um if you would give one piece of advice to young people in Belgium thinking about becoming an artist in the urban realm because we Belgium doesn't need any advice in rock, techno, indie pop, <laughs> indie pop uh, Vlaamse pop, whatever, mm. Flemish pop, I'm sorry uh, the urban realm because let's be honest it's a tough place to be in in Belgium in a way it is because there's a scene that's only developing as we speak it's two years old it's like a little egg but mm -hmm. it's not like in holland where you have a business where you have top-notch where people are actually where where their companies making money of the genre here that's 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 a completely different story hell i'm broke all the time yeah, you know, know. <laughs> well so that's a, actually that's a difficult question because me myself i still haven't really figured out mm -hmm. what the answer to that question mm -hmm. is I'm still learning every day and, and what do you find challenging then maybe that's me that might be it. what do you find challenging being an artist in the urban realm in Belgium challenging well see I haven't done another job a second job 
um, except for music, since I think August. Mm -hmm. So you can pretty much say that since September 2017 until now, it's only been music. Mm -hmm. But there have been months where I was really struggling. Yeah. Um, and I know there are still going to be months where mm -hmm. I will be struggling. So that's kind of like the challenging part. Um, there's some months that I'm good. Yeah. Some months that I'm broken. To make, to make a continuous living, yeah. it is still a challenge. It's very hard. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think it's important that art, that young, yeah. that's, that, that's being legit. Yeah. And, and then, and I'm also, I, I, I live, you know, on my own. Mm -hmm. I'm no longer living with my mama. Um, so all that is making it hard at times, but you know, never give up. Yeah. Um, and there's, you know, so many walls that we still have to knock down mm -hmm. here in Belgium. As, for example. For example, I've, the thing is that if I want to, you know, get into details, I will have to mention names and I don't want to give, give, you don't have to mention names at all, actually. Like maybe you can just like generalize a problem that you think or that you find a challenge without naming names? Well, a problem is that um, most of the time um, labels have this mentality where they're like, you need to get big in Belgium first before we're going to take you elsewhere. elsewhere. But what they don't understand is that out here in Belgium, they don't really understand this culture, this no. genre that I'm in. Exactly. So it's going to be difficult for me to get big here in Belgium. It might even be easier for me to become bigger, I don't know, in Holland or mm -hmm. even in Germany or mm -hmm. whatever. So, and that's that's a mentality that really needs to change, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know, It's there's so many things. Mm -hmm. Just so many things. Unfortunately, Belgium and the Belgian mentality only big ups you when things abroad are happening. That's, it's that's like a the, stupid cliche. That's it's a stupid cliche, but it's the truth. Mm -hmm. Sadly enough, it's the truth. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, you know, I'm... I'm I'm out here just grinding. Yeah. Every day and, and And for the record, I do think that Will his music is a very radio friendly, so let's maybe do something <laughs> yeah, but about that. that that's the, that's radios. the thing. But I do I do get some I do get airplay though, but um still of course in my opinion still not enough. Mm -hmm. Um and sometimes it's just the things that they say with it when they play my record or whatever, it's just not It's just not right, you know, like, okay, my record is on the radio, but what you just said about my record or whatever, it's, it's not right. Yeah. Do you have any Belgian artists in or out the genre that inspire you or that you appreciate their musical journey? Yeah. Um, first of all, I'm a big fan of Stromae. Yeah. Um, I think he's... Um, a legend? Yeah. Basically, it is, yeah. It's becoming I, I, now, eh? I was, I was, I was thinking... Am I exaggerating if I'm calling him a legend? But probably not. He's I I think we can start to call him a legend. Yeah, yeah, he's, he is. Um, there there are many check boxes that we can true, segment yeah. and say, okay, identity legend, um, yeah, lyric, lyricism, yeah. 
style, art direction, everything, yeah. videos, live performances, light show. Uh, I haven't really seen him perform live, not even on YouTube. Maybe I should do that. Um, so yeah, there you go. That's Tomai, um, um, Daryl Cole, the homie Daryl Cole. Underestimated, underrated. Long grind. Long grind. Long grind. Long grind. Um, who but else? a very, but a beautiful one, an incredible one. Yeah, really Darryl, nice guy. Daryl is dope. Like, like I want to start saying things, but like Daryl is dope. He mm -hmm. should, he should be out there. Um, uh, who else? I think like even like Oscar and the Wolf is dope. Mm -hmm. It's just it's good music. Mm -hmm. like, you cannot front if it's good music. It's good music, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. um, who else do we have here in Belgium? Um, bum, bum, bum. Any girls? I mean, well, yeah, I was thinking about girls. Well, Celasu is dope. Mm -hmm. Very dope. I like her a lot, mm -hmm. actually. Uh, what do you wish for yourself in 2018? And what can we expect from you? What, what, what is on the roster? What is up for you? What are you excited um, for? Yeah. Without pr any pressure. Just yeah, like... sure. Uh, my next EP, mm -hmm. for what it's worth, um, next month. That you mentioned eight songs. Eight songs, yeah. Um, all produced by myself except for the first song. Any features? Uh, no features. Great. J Cole style. J Cole style. Uh, Sample. <laughs> um, well, me performing with the band. Um, you know, so much looking forward to that. It's crazy. Okay. Like I can't wait. Like, I'm working very hard. Like. I had a rehearsal today. Yeah. I had a show yesterday, so I'm constantly working, mm -hmm. um, perfecting the show. Um, so that, and I hope I can have um, a great summer with a, you know with dope festivals mm -hmm. this year, and then after that we'll see. You know. Okay, yeah. and then my final question: I ask it to everybody. Uh, it's very simple, and it doesn't matter if it's right or wrong. But when I say Belgium, what three words pop in your head? <laughs> Shit. Oh, I don't know. I don't have a clue. I'm probably not that Belgian or something. I don't know. But it can be very simple. Like for some, for Swaley, it was waffles with syrup, or really? for yes. But that's the thing. When you ask me a question like that, I want to come up with something cooler than you know. For Dev Hines, it was via con Dios. Quite heavy. What does that mean? Vaya con Dios. It, it's Spanish for go with God, but it's also a very famous uh, Belgian singer that oh, the, the woman know. the woman who sings, um, no, we're going to cut that out, <laughs> but the woman who sings, ay, 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 Puerto Rico. Always, I put myself in a spot. <laughs> Always put myself in a spot. Will, okay. when I say Belgium, mm -hmm. what three words pop in your head? Okay. Um, it doesn't I'm have a, to be I'm, right or wrong. Yeah, I'm going to give a personal answer. Um, and that's going to be on the way. On the way. On the way. Okay. Yeah. I'll leave it at that. And we'll let people figure out what yeah, that means. definitely. Thank you so much for doing Thank this you interview. Thank you for having me. Truly appreciate um, it. I think uh, it was a really nice conversation and I really appreciate the effort of you coming here. No and now we're going to take the obligatory poll.
That's all, folks. I hope you enjoyed this conversation and got to know the color gray a bit up close and personal. Don't forget to hop over to apolaroidstory.com to check out the Polaroids we took together. It's very important. If you are interested in watching this interview, then I suggest you hop over to youtube.com slash apolaroidstory where you can watch my cozy get-together with the color gray exclusively shot at Nice Recording Studio and even catch a few snippets of his live performance at Reflector in the air. Belgium. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button to become a part of our APS army. We do need those subscriptions. Um, so thank you very much for pushing that button. Um, before I leave you, I want to highlight the apolaroidstory.com Patreon account. I don't know if you guys know this, but apolaroidstory.com is a non-profit platform run by me and a bunch of music loving volunteers. Actually, my last intern just wrapped up her session with me and as of now, I'm back on my own. So bear with me if the features are taking a bit longer to show up. Uh, we want to bring you more quality content and for that, we could really use your help. You can support us with as little as $1 or euro a month via our Patreon account. With your contributions, we can buy better equipment, produce our content quicker, travel more for our features, pay editors to get the content out quicker, etc., etc. Don't worry, there is plenty of cool stuff for you guys in it as well. Head over to patreon.com slash apolaroidstory to find out how your dollar or euro can make a difference. If you are interested in what I do and you want to stay in the loop via other social media channels, you can follow my work on Instagram via at a Polaroid story. That's in one word. If you love to check out the Polaroid story video interviews, then you can subscribe to youtube.com slash a Polaroid story. I hope to catch you guys there as well. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting my work by following, subscribing, applauding. I really, really appreciate the love. I noticed you uh, got you guys uh, really loved uh, the feature with Rhapsody. So thank you so much for tuning in. Last but not least, if you have any questions, requests or feedback, the Anchor app allows you to call in and drop me a message. So if you want to share something with me, do so. So what's up next on ApolarWordStory.com? Next week, I'll share my cute feature with UK songstress. Mabel, catch you later and have a blessed day.